Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system. In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Surprise, surprise. I am doing an episode this morning when I said that I wasn't going to do any this week because I was taking the week off to spend with my son on his spring break. Our plans got canceled today, so I thought I would do a quick show, and I also wanted to do a show because of this uh, school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. Very, very sad, sad situation, a very sad moment in uh, America. And I want to talk about this because what I woke up to this morning, normally I get up and I grabbed some coffee, and I probably shouldn't start my morning doing this. But because since I've started doing the show, one of the first things I do is I go to Twitter, I open it up, and I see some of the news stories that are coming out. Because a lot of times, things will hit Twitter before they hit, you know, the nightly news or the newspapers or, you know, some of the reporters will actually... um, you know, note their articles that they're they're putting out there, or maybe had just put out or published, and so a lot of times it's it's quicker to to get stories from there because you're ahead of the curve than it is uh, to scour all of the news agencies. So I, you know, open Twitter and I I follow people on the left, I follow people on the right, I I follow Democrats, I follow Republicans. You know, I follow some of the news media, not many, because most, as I've said on the show a hundred times, most of their uh, stories are propaganda. I mean, they're they're garbage. But anyway, so I started my morning out, and obviously the the Twitter feed is full of people opining on the school shooting in Nashville, and so I want to talk about this because obviously there's there's two sides of this opining. One is, you know, the the far left is saying gun control, gun control, gun control. And you know, thoughts and prayers don't work anymore. And then the other side is saying, you know, hey, guns don't kill people. People kill people. And you know, it's just really frustrating to see the same old narratives over and over and over again. And I'll be honest and say that I'll be one of the first people to say that I am on the side of guns don't kill people. People kill people, whether they use guns, knives, rocks, bats, clubs, it, people kill people, right? It's a it's a people problem. But I'm I'm getting really tired of the gun control argument because at the end of the day, it's nothing more than a grab at our constitutional rights and our God-given rights um, to be able to protect ourselves against tyranny. And so I want to talk about a couple things on today's episode, and I hope you're buckled up because I, I'm, I'm going to just kind of go gloves off here. I'm not going to mince words, and I'm, I'm not going to try to placate. What I will say right out of the gate, though, is this is a travesty. Every mass shooting, school shooting is a travesty. You know, I have young kids. They go to school every day. I have a wife who's a school teacher. It's a scary proposition to think a psycho with a mental illness can come into our schools at any time and, you know, kill our loved ones. And 
It's a scary proposition. And being in that position, like many of you out there, I still don't believe in gun control. So I'm going to talk about that, why I don't believe in gun control, but I'm also going to talk about why I think the United States of America has more mass shootings and school shootings than any other country in the world, by far. I mean, the numbers are not even close. But I think we're missing the problem when we just blame guns and say we need gun control. So two issues. I'm going to talk about why we have our Second Amendment, why we can't have gun control, and why it's not a gun control problem to begin with. So I'm just going to roll right into this. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for coming back to the show. Please do me a favor before I get into the meat and potatoes here. Share the show. It would mean the world to me. A lot of you have been doing it, and I appreciate it so much. It gets the show out there. It, it, it helps people find the show, moves it up in the algorithm. Make sure to also hit the subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. And please, so that I can continue to make the show better, leave some feedback a comment, a review, so I know what you like and what you don't like because I'm doing this for you. So I'd appreciate it, and thank you to all of those who are doing that already. It really means uh, the world to me. I appreciate it. So why can we not have gun control? The founders, we got to get something straight right out of the gate. The founders of America were not thinking about hunting, real tree camo, uh, catching a 12 puck or 12 point buck when they were talking about the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was 1000% created so that the citizens of this country could be armed in case the government they were creating became tyrannical. That's a hundred percent why the Second Amendment exists. It is not for hunting. It is not for sportsmanship. It was 1,000% so that the citizens would always be armed against the government in case the government decided it wanted to be tyrannical. There's no argument. You can go back and read the Federalist Papers. You, you can read the Founding Fathers' thoughts on this. It was so that we could arm ourselves against possible tyranny down the road. It was a measure to keep the government honest. That is why we are allowed to keep and possess and bear, bear meaning use, arms if we need to. It's why the First and Second Amendment exists in the order in which they exist in. So the First Amendment gives us the freedom to, of speech and to protest and to redress our government and the freedom of the press to report facts, which they don't do anymore, on our government so that we could keep our government honest. The Second Amendment is in case the first doesn't work out so well, because if we are allowed to protest our government and re, for a redress of our issues meaning we want things changed or we want things done the way we want them done, and they ignore it, which they are doing at an alarming rate these days, then we can take that government back by force if necessary. The force part is where the Second Amendment comes in because how can you fight a world power or a government that has armies and munitions and 
weapons galore, huge weapon systems, if you yourself are not armed. There are so many examples over history that when dictators and, and tyrannical leaders came into power, one of the first things they do and have done is disarm their population because it is much easier to control a population that cannot fight back, right? It's, it's apples and oranges. Apples and apples, we are armed and can stay armed. Apples to oranges, we get disarmed. We have no way to fight for our freedoms. That's why it exists. So all these calls for gun control cannot happen. It is an infringement on our constitutional and God-given rights to control our ability to have guns. So that being said, I know a lot of you, and I'm one of them. I am one of them. I'm right there with you. I have small children. Many of you do. I have a wife who's a teacher. I'm right there with you when I am totally disgusted by these school shootings. It creates a level of fear inside of me that feels almost like I have no control to stop it. So I'm right there with you. It's a travesty, and I am heartbroken. Like, I can't even imagine that feeling. And I am heartbroken for these families and these parents in Nashville, Tennessee today. I, I can't even imagine, and sometimes I don't want to imagine a world in which that happens to me or my family. But I am still not in favor of taking away our ability to be armed because it has nothing to do with hunting. It has everything to do with self-defense and defending ourselves against a tyrannical government. But I'm with you. What do we do? Why? Why? How do we... How, how do we prevent these things from happening? Well, this is the second part of the conversation that I want to have with you guys. What is happening here is mental illness. What you're seeing is a decay in American society. That, that's why guns have always been a part of American society, guys, dating back to our founding. There's always been citizens with guns. Lots of them. From the day we were formed till today, America has always been a country and a society with weapons. We've always been heavily armed. The citizens have always been heavily armed. That's not a new thing. Mass shootings and school shootings are. From about 1999 to today, mass shootings and school shootings have gone through the roof. We didn't have them at the alarming rate, if at all, prior to then. So we it's not because we have less guns or more guns. We've always had guns, always. But people haven't always walked into schools or public spaces and shot people at random. Not to mention guns, guys, are just inanimate objects. They don't just pick themselves up and go to schools and public places and kill people. You need a human being standing behind that gun to pull that trigger to kill somebody. So it's a, it's a people problem. 
It's not a gun problem. And I know many of you will say, and you're probably thinking it right now, those of you who don't agree with me, well, but if they didn't have access to the guns, Justin, then they they couldn't use them. Sure, but then you're violating our Second Amendment right, which we cannot do. And going back to my point, we didn't have this problem prior to 1999. We didn't have, but we had guns, but we didn't have this problem. We can't, we, it's a broad stroke. It's the half-assed approach to fixing a problem. We'll just take all the guns away from everybody and then the problem's solved. You don't need to take the guns away from everybody because not everybody is a psychopath who will go and kill innocent people. There are plenty of law-abiding citizens out there and the majority of people are law-abiding because think about this, guys. If, if, if it was just a gun problem and access to guns, then we would have way more mass shootings and school shootings because there's about three guns for every household in America. Yet, we don't have thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people shot and killed every year in mass shootings because everybody that gets guns are, are crazy people. It's only the crazy people, the psychos with the guns that are killing people. So how did we get to that point? And that's the second part. That's, this is the, the part that I think matters. And this is the, the part that we miss all the time. It's not guns that kill people. It's bad people or mentally ill people or psychopaths with guns that kill people. And let me just tell you, if guns didn't exist, these psycho, and we still had the same societal issues, these psychopaths, these mentally ill people would still find a way to kill people. They wouldn't just, they would find another way. They wouldn't need a gun. Maybe they would use bombs. They, but the point is, is they would still find a way to carry out their sickness. But you've taken all the guns, so... Not only can we not defend ourselves against the government, we can't defend ourselves against the sicko psychopaths who are willing to do this stuff. So it, it's not a gun problem. It's a mental illness problem. And what we're doing in America right now is sad. It, it's not because we have more guns. It's because we have less morals, less ethics, and less standards in America right now. And it's because we've lost the family unity in America right now. That's the problem is we've got two issues. We're breeding mental illness in America. You don't think we are? I just watched a video this morning of a kid dressed like a cat in like eighth grade at a school somewhere here in America and was drawing his animated picture or anime picture of himself as a cat and identifies as a cat in junior high while the teacher recorded it and promoted the fact that he was a cute cat. While his three or four friends in the background were also talking about how they identified as something other than just a human being that was male or female. See, we, we are promoting mental issues. We, we are labeling mental issues as cool. 
And yes, this person that went into Nashville was a transgender person. It was a woman who was identifying as a man. And I'm not going to jump to conclusions because the the evidence is not 100% yet, but all appearances are she was motivated by her transgender ideologies to commit this mass shooting in this school because she went to school there and it was Christians and Christians didn't and she wrote a whole manifesto about it and posted on Instagram prior to. And so preliminarily, it looks, though, as if she was motivated by her transgender ideologies to commit this crime. And that's the problem in America. It's twofold. One, we are now sensationalizing and promoting mental illness and issues. Wonder why we have more mass shootings. Because we are labeling what we used to call mental issues as cool, as progressive. And we're, we're promoting these mental issues. So, and it's with a minority set of kids and children. So then they get in the real world where people are like, no, no, no that's craziness. That's crazy talk. You, you're a cat? Yeah, sorry, we can't hire you. We, we, we want to hire human beings who act like human beings, not cats. And they get into the real world where things are real and, and shit matters. And they get train wrecked because they were promoted mental illness from the time they were kids until adulthood. And then they don't fit in society because they think they're normal and everybody else is crazy when it is the opposite. And then they fall apart. They have mental issues. They, they do shit like shoot, school, shoot up schools. I, I don't remember the exact stats, so don't quote quote me on this. But I believe the last few, three or four shootings had all were done by transgenders. We know that, that anxiety, depression, all of that is running rampant in the trans community. But yet we're promoting this ideology of gender fluidity as normal. You know, there was a time when that was called gender dysphoria. That was the diagnosis of somebody that wasn't sure what sex they were. It was an actual diagnosed mental issue. Not to say that there's something wrong with those people who are going through that. They need access to mental health. And it's a case-by-case basis. But it used to be called gender dysphoria. We don't call it that anymore. We just call it gender fluidity or transgender movement or transgenderism or and, and we sell this to our youth as though it's cool or progressive or you're enlightened if you think this way. <laughs> it's a mental illness. It's a mental issue. You know, and that, that's what we're creating in America right now. And, you know, this goes back to, you know, I remember back when I was growing up, we had the goths and the, the grunge crowd, right? the Marilyn Manson crowd, the, the goth kids, all right? And this was pre-Columbine, when the Columbine shooting happened. So this isn't a new thing, right? This isn't new that, that we've promoted in our youth in this society, you know, counterculture, as, as far counterculture as you can possibly go, I, ideologies. It's not a new thing. We had the goths and the, the grunge back then, 
the Marilyn Manson crowds, right? The dark, mopey, it was cool to be depressed and, and dark and misunderstood and sad and the emo, you know, like we had that whole thing already. And that, that still kind of exists, but now it's morphed into more of the transgender and all that and the furries and I'm, I identify as an animal. And like it's went from being kind of weird to crazy, more crazy. But in, in that, I, you know, like the Columbine shooters were that grunge Marilyn Manson counterculture F the man kind of guys. But here's what I'm going to say. Because I know a lot of you are like, well, hey, I was goth. I was grunge. I didn't want to shoot up schools or public spaces. And I know because the second part of this problem is the family unit. Because I had like those Columbine shooters. They were the grunge crowd. They were the Malin Manson crowd. But they were missing something. Good parents. Good home life. Parents who loved them and still taught them good morals, ethics, standards, and values. That's what they were missing. So when you're a kid and your frontal lobe is not fully developed yet, so you can be bought hook, line, and sinker into crazy ideologies and make that the reality of your world without the ability to cognitively think long-term, of course you're going to be susceptible to walking into a school and shooting innocent people, to include children. And we've been doing this to our society and our culture for a very long time. Just like the Columbine shooters that kind of kicked off this whole thing of mass school shootings. They were the grunge crowd, the Marilyn Manson crowd, the, the goth grunge, you know, F the man, F the world. Because that's what society inundated them with. And of course, because they didn't have fully developed brains, which is true, we, we don't fully develop our cognitive, our frontal lobes until we're like 24, 25, 26 years old, which is why we don't do this to kids, which is why we don't sexualize them. It's why we don't do what we have been doing to our children with the drag shows and the gender fluidity and all that because they're going to get confused. They're not fully developed yet mentally, cognitively. They don't, they're not there yet. And so when you have that and society pushing these crazy narratives and no parents at home saying, Hey, I love you. I love you every day. Hey, if you want to, you know, if this is your style right now with the black eye makeup and the crazy hair and the purple hair and the crazy ideologies and you're kind of, okay, cool. But you still have to be a good person. You still have to have morals, ethics, standards, etc. We don't have that. Just a quick side note, if you hear, I just had, so I record right here in my, my house and I sit facing our pond and I just had this huge flock of geese come in and land in the pond and they're making a lot of noise out there. You may hear it, you may not, I don't know, but I just wanted to point it out in case, like I'm not sitting in some awesome studio. But anyway, that's, if you're hearing it, that's what it is. But you don't have the people at home, the family unit saying, I love you. I love you. You're loved. 
and you can have the the dark hair, you can you can, you know, be goth, you can be these things, you can, you know, think about things like, you know, f- gender fluidity and whatever and navigate your way around that, but here's reality. I'm going to teach you reality. I'm going to teach you that you're loved and no matter what, no matter what trend, no matter what is quote unquote cool in the moment, you're still going to have standards. You're still going to have values. You're still going to have morals. You're going to have ethics. You're going to be a good person, period. Because good people who value life do not walk into schools and shoot them and shoot them up. They don't do that. And that's what we're, that's the problem in America right now. It's not, guns aren't the problem, guys. And, and thinking so, that gun control will take away their access to guns and this won't happen. Yes, it will. Maybe it won't happen at the same rate, but violence will still happen and people who are sick and have mental issues will still commit mass violence. They'll find other methods to do so. You don't believe me? Go to the Middle East where they do have gun control. How do they commit mass violence? It's called suicide bombers. And they kill a lot of people because they're psychos and they they want to make a statement. They're ready to die. Their, Their life doesn't matter. And because their life doesn't matter, neither does anybody else's. And the reason they don't think their lives matter is because they've been filled, their heads have been filled with nonsense, bull crap, and mental issues. And they've been breeded into them And they have nobody on their side, nobody in their family unit, tight-knit, close, that can tell them, hey, you're going over the line. A lot of what you've been taught is wrong, and I'm here, I love you, and I'm I'm with you, and we're going to get you help. And that's what's happening in America right now. So if we want to fix the mass shootings and the school shootings and the public place shootings, We've got to fix society. If you're a parent, you need to be checked in. You know, gone are the days of the cool parent. This is the cool parent crowd. You know, like you don't want to tell your kids no because you just want to be cool and you want to be their friends. It's not your job to be cool or their friend. As a parent, it is your job and responsibility to guide your children into adulthood with the best standards of excellence possible, meaning morally, ethically, intellectually, you're, you're solid and, and you're excellent physically, physical health, mental health, all spiritual health, all excellent. That's your job. And in order to push somebody to excellence in all those categories, sometimes you got to say no. There is power in no. There is love in saying no. And the other thing is you got to be checked into the point where you're keeping your kids grounded and based in reality. Reality. Not teaching them things that five years ago was a mental illness as cool and progressive and enlightened. Because if you're doing that to your kids, you're mentally abusing them and you're setting them up for failure. Facts. 
It is not okay to promote issues as cool when they clearly are not for the greater good of humanity or civilization. So you got to base them in reality. It's a must. You've got to be checked in if you're a parent. You've got to teach your kids a high standard of excellence and all those categories. And sometimes it's uncool to do so. But I promise, because guess what? I had friends growing up that went through the grunge and the goth stage, the Marilyn Manson crowd. They didn't shoot up schools. They're great, amazing people to this day. They're high-functioning members of society. Why? Because they had good parents who said to them, hey, yeah, if this is your phase, cool, but you're still going to be a good person. And you're still going to have standards, morals, and ethics. And that's why they're normal functioning members of society today. Because they had a backstop to the crazy when they were growing up. And it's okay for kids to go through phases. That's They go through phases because they're not fully developed mentally. So they're trying to figure out what they like or what's cool or what feels comfortable or what, that's normal. And when you pour crazy into their brain and there's no backstop to that crazy, bad shit's gonna happen. And that's what's happening in America is we've got too many parents that are checked out and we're promoting mental illness. Guys, you don't have to look around. Don't take my word for it. Just look around. When you see videos of a kid in eighth grade who thinks he's a cat and thinks he's going to go through life better identifying as a feline and dresses like one and wears ears and like, and you have a teacher promoting that, that is labeling a mental illness as cool. And the crazy, the kid doesn't even know that it's a mental illness, that what he is going to develop into is a mental illness. His whole life, when he realizes he's like one of maybe 2,000 people in the world that identify as a cat and he feels set apart from the rest of society because he's a cat and everybody else is normal human, He's going to have high anxiety, high depression, suicidal ideations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have failed that kid. His parents have failed that kid. That teacher is failing that kid. Because we're promoting this shit as if it's cool. And you cool parents, like this is, we're seeing the cool parent generation becoming adults now. And they're crazy. They're crazy because their parents didn't rein them in. They didn't teach them love. Life matters. And that you can experiment and be whatever you want, but at the end of the day, you're going to have good standards, morals and values, and other lives have to matter. And guess what? Your life matters too. I guarantee you if, if somebody, somebody failed this girl, who went into that school in Nashville and shot those innocent people. And if she would have had somebody genuinely showing her love and showing her how to be a good, genuine, honest, loving human being, it wouldn't have happened. 
It wouldn't have happened. Guns are not the problem. We, the people and the society of America, are the problem. Because we're promoting lunacy and teaching our youth that crazy is cool. That not living in reality is progressive. You know, and, and these issues are across the board. When are we going to start calling transgender gender dysphoria? Because that's what it is. And I'm not saying it's wrong for somebody who is an adult who still believes that maybe they're in the wrong body to seek the mental help that they need. And if a transition is what they choose, then okay, that's, that's, you're an adult. You can make that decision and you can go down that path and get all the help and need, but you still need help mentally, physically, spiritually. When you're going through that, it is not okay to put these ideas into children who are not fully developed mentally or physically because it's effing up their brains. And then when they figure it out, then it, the worst thing is, is they can't figure out what's wrong with them when they get older. Like, why am I, why do I think like this? Why am I the only one like this? Blah, 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 blah. Because you got effed up at some point a long time ago by adults who knew better or should have known better. And they failed you. But if, if you're an adult and you need that help, then okay. But when are we going to start going back to calling it gender dysphoria? Because that's what it is. And it needs treated in adults. Treated however that adult and their doctor decides to treat it is totally up to them. But it needs to be identified properly and treated properly. <laughs> Why did we get away from that? And it should not be an issue for children. Just like, when are we going to start calling CRT racist? Because that's what it is. It's racism. And you're seeing that play out now. Where it's okay to be racist against white people. Guys, racism is racism. But we, we, we you know, idolize CRT. When are we going to call equity communism? Because that's what it is. Equity is 1,000% communism. There's a picture going around in every equity class, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion class you've ever sat through. It's a picture of three people watching a soccer game or baseball game or whatever. And there's a guy in a, standing on a box. There's like three people there, right? And there's a tall guy, a medium-sized guy. And in some pictures, it's either a very short, person or person in a wheelchair, right? And the the tall guy is standing on a box, the the middle guy is like standing on two boxes and the short person or the person in the wheelchair can't see over the fence, right? They're both standing on a fence and and the the last shortest guy can't see over the fence. And they try to say, well, see equity says that everybody gets the same. So you take the box from the tall guy and you give one box to the middle guy because the tall guy doesn't need any boxes. And then you give 
one box to the middle guy because he's somewhat short and without a box, he won't be able to see at all. But then you give two boxes to the short person or the person in the wheelchair. So you, in order to have equity, you have to take something of someone's, and this is the message that they don't tell you because they try to church it up and make it sound so caring and loving when it's straight up communism. In order for that to work, you have to take from the other people to give to the person that doesn't have that thing. That's communism. When reality says, well, why not you guys, why don't, why don't you guys just, you know, go work hard, make enough money to buy a ticket to get into the game? You don't have to even stand at the fence. Cause that's equality. That's work. That's you all have the ability to go get a job and work and make the money to buy a ticket to get into the game. Or furthermore, you all have the ability, the equal ability to go get a job and work to buy your own damn boxes. If you can't see and you need a box to see, go get one. You have the same opportunity to get a box. You just didn't. And don't tell me, oh, the person with disability can't go get a job. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. American with Disabilities Act. At what point did we start telling people, if you have a disability, you can't work? We, that's crazy. Of course they can. They do every day. And they make their own money. And it's insulting for people to say otherwise. Because disabled people want to go work just as much as everybody else. So when are we going to start calling equity communism? And, 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 and I'm, I'm not trying to go down the political narrative rabbit hole today. I'm just trying to point out, guys, that in society, we are glamorizing things that are lies, that are not reality. You know, calling in the trans movement a movement and making it sound progressive and something that, like, you should march for, let's call it what it is. It's, it's gender dysphoria. And for adults with gender dysphoria, they need to get with their medical provider and figure out a plan for their treatment. But for children, leave them alone until they become adults. And if they're still thinking they're, you know, the opposite sex or have anxiety over it, then again, seek out your physician and your medical provider and figure out a plan for you that encompasses physical, mental, and spiritual because at the end of the day, you still have to be a good person. You still have to be a good person with moral standards, ethics, and, and values. Otherwise, society decays and collapses. And that's what we're seeing. That is 100% what is on display. But we need to start calling things what they are. It's gender dysphoria. CRT is racism. Equity is communism, period, the end. I'm not against inclusion. I'm not against equality. I'm not against any of those things. You know, too many people have fought and died too many times to make sure that we had equality. And we've always called it equality because you all have the equal rights but there is no guarantee of equal outcomes because it's all based on the individual. The individual has all the rights to do whatever they want. 
but you don't have the right to this equal outcome because it depends on effort. Outcome is always derived from effort. And it's lazy to think otherwise. Again, because, and if you're one of those that thinks, oh, that's it's not lazy, it's because you were failed by your parents. You've been failed by society. And somewhere, somewhere down the line, you had it difficult and you didn't have an outlet when it got difficult. Somebody failed you somewhere. Guaranteed. But it doesn't mean now that, you know, equity is the way where we take from others to give to those who don't want to work or that we don't believe outcomes are solely based on effort because they are. That's reality. And there has never been a society that has stayed in existence that lived off of communist and socialistic viewpoints and standards. Hasn't happened. They've all failed. Like, I genuinely believe China someday will fail because the vast majority, and they've, they've pulled a lot of people out of, out of poverty. I get it. But they still have a lot of middle class and a lot of people in poverty that don't have fundamental rights. And eventually, that's going to backfire because it always does. Because there's one thing that people crave more than anything, and that's freedom. Freedom. And guys, that's why we can't control guns, and guns are not the problem. People are the problem. And with freedom comes responsibility. Freedom is not, hey, do whatever the hell you want, cause chaos, because we can. No. Freedom says, I am going to be able to do what I want as long as what I want doesn't infringe on somebody else's freedoms. That's why we follow the laws. That's why we respect authority when we're growing up. And we've just thrown all that away for the sake of all these isms and movements and lies. And we're seeing a decay of society because until we stop promoting mental issues, mental illnesses as progressive and cool, we will never solve these problems. We just won't. So if you're a parent, parent your kids, love them, get involved, be there for them. Teach them standards, high, excellent standards. Teach them values. Make sure that they are morally good, where they respect other people, regardless of those other people, skin color, religion, creed, or sexual identity. Teach them to love all people and that life matters and is valuable to include their own. And that there is never a situation where violence is the answer. The only time, guys, violence is the answer is if our government becomes tyrannical and we need to fight the government. Not each other, the government. That's the only time violence will ever be the answer. And I hope and pray to God that never happens that our 
abilities to redress the government continue to work, that our abilities to peacefully protest will continue to get their attention. But violence outside of that, guys, is never the answer because we have to respect each other and respect each other's lives. So if you're a parent, get in the game. Stop being the cool parent. Stop thinking all these trends are cool and the sexualization of your kids is cool. It's like, you know, I see on TikTok, and yeah, it's, I do think TikTok is funneling data back to the Chinese government. I do, but I do check it out from time to time, and it is absurd. It is absurd, the things that are on TikTok, the sexualization of kids, where they think that's normal, and it's not. And we're not just doing it on the with the the trans movement and the drag queen shows and all that stuff. We're doing it on TikTok with heterosexual people. And kids are seeing this. That is still the sexualization of kids. And it has to stop. So get involved with your kids. Make sure you're checking in. Don't stop. Stop trying to be the cool parent and actually parent your children. And set them in reality. Their baseline has to be in reality. Meaning all this other crap that are, it's just that garbage, crap. It's lying. Like we, 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 when a society starts promoting mental illness, you're A, being lied to, and B, we're going to fall apart at the seams. That's what we've been doing. So get in the game. That's the only way we're going to change this. Is society as a whole gets back to having standards, morals, ethics, values, where right is right and wrong is wrong, and we always fight for the side of right and correct and just and fair. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there, guys, because I got to get to work. I appreciate you coming back for another episode. I really do. I'm not sure if I'm going to be back with you tomorrow because, again, I said I was going to take the week off and spend the spring break with my son, but I, I had to come out and, and uh, do this show. So, But I will be back with you at the latest next Monday, and I cannot wait until then. So until then, guys, have a great American day and take care of yourselves. All right, guys.